0: Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another devotion this week. This will be the last one that you'll see me in the office. And I know with these John's uh, letter, we've we've uh, changed scenery a couple times. I've tried to keep it a bit consistent, uh, but I have to rearrange an office <laughs> to do what we normally do. So bear with. Uh, but this is our last one before we go on a break. You'll still get your weekly devotions on Wednesday. They just might be in a slightly different format, but I will make sure that we are still uh, having a devotion every week. That being said, we are still in 1 John chapter 3 and we're looking at verse 10 to 17 this morning. 1 John chapter 3, 10 to 17. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifested or made known. Everyone who does not do righteousness is not of God, as well as the one who does not love his brother. For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain who was of the evil one and slew his brother. And for what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not marvel, brothers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. The one who does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we have known love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brother's. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Now, John has already told us how we can identify the children of God and the children of the devil. Now know, those of, of God will work righteously, and those of the devil won't work righteously. And now he elaborates and gives us a specific condition here, or another specific condition, explaining that righteousness. Love. We remember the story of Cain and Abel, where God accepted Abel's sacrifice as righteous, and Cain's wasn't. And Cain, out of jealousy and anger... Uh, murdered his own brother because Abel's sacrifice was right in God's sight. So why would you murder your brother for being righteous? Because in that situation, the only explanation is because in that situation you were unrighteous. You are evil. The church is righteous because of Christ. Therefore those opposed to Christ, the, the antichrists, as John has told us, harbor the same spirit as Cain did. They hate Righteousness. They hate Christians because they are righteous. Now, the opposite is also true. We mustn't think that if we love our brothers and sisters enough, we're going to have more righteousness or more blessings or more eternal life. Rather, what John is saying is that love is a demonstration. Love is a sign that we have Christ in us, that we have his righteousness in us. We are righteous because we see the brothers loving each other. Because they have passed from life to death, we see love evident in the body. They are loving each other as they should. And we have this wonderful sign of God's salvific process at work here in our lives. There is love. And ultimately we have seen that love demonstrated in Christ Jesus, God himself who came down and laid his life down for us because he loves us. We know that God's word is real and alive and working through us and in us. We know that Christ died and rose again. And we should see this all the time in action because of love working around us. What separates Christians from the world is the kind of love that opens its heart to a brother or sister in need. What separates Christians from the world is a kind of love in action, not trapped in religious rhetoric, which is what we see uh, when Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees, a kind of righteousness or love or or religious zeal that was trapped in rhetoric and trapped in tradition and wasn't in action. And so let that be a challenge to us to practice what we preach, to love because Christ has loved us but also let it be an encouragement to us that we can see there's this tangible sign of God's eternal life working around us, that the brothers in Christ are loving one another. It's encouraging, we can see it before us. And if you don't see that in your church or in your home cell or whatever Christian community you have, let that be a, a challenge to you to start loving one another, putting your love into action. But I don't think there are too many of us like that watching this morning. I think most of us here will see this Christ-like love in action. Let that be an encouragement to you because that's God's work in progress. That's a sign that we are headed for eternal life. That's a sign that Jesus died and rose again, that He, his spirit is working in us, sorry, and has enabled us to love one another as he has loved us. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word to us this morning. Thank you for reminding us that children of God love one another. Love one another in action and not just in thought or speech. Thank you that you have loved us ultimately, that God Himself died for us because He loves us. We bless you and give you thanks for that. Help us, I pray, to to put this love into action. And we, we haven't forgive us for speaking your love and not doing your love. Help us to do your love as well. And thank you for your spirit that lives in us, that helps us, that teaches us how to love. And Father, that is our prayer again this morning, that you will teach us how to love each other more. And ultimately, you'll teach us how to love you more and love you how you would have us love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.